Hi, this is Tracy Williams with Inspiring Hope, where we encourage you to have only positive expectations through self-care. I am your host, and I'm going to be featuring my dear friend here, Dr. Laura Christine. She is a podcaster of Mighty Morning Moments. She also is the owner of Beyond Basic Health as a wellness coordinator. You can reach her on Facebook under Laura Christine. She's also a mom and a wife. And today you're going to be tuning in on a portion of our self-care Saturday that I do on Facebook Live on Tracy Williams' page, and that's Tracy with an I. So we're going to get started. Let's get it. Let's go. Thank you, Ms. Tracy. I am honored to be here, and um, you're a blessing to all of us women out there. Well, everybody, but especially us women, since we are focused on that. Um, Basically, uh, let me just describe a little bit of what I do, and I'll tie that into our subject matter today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am a naturopathic, almost naturopathic physician. I'm in the end, end, ending hours of getting my certification, um, and I will be able to help people with natural wellness. And the way I approach my uh, clientele is I use the mind-body-spirit viewpoint, which is that's, I believe that's the way God created us and it all works together and it all connects together. Um, what I'm, what I've known in my own journey, my own healing journey of over 12 years, uh, from a chronic illness is that our mindset, especially, and our spiritual, where we are spiritually makes a huge difference on the body. Um, and once you start, I I was very sick 12 years ago, once I started cleaning out uh, the emotional stuff and the way I thought and really um, hunkering down and connecting to God, I all of a sudden started getting better. <laughs> so um, through all of that experience to kind of wrap it up in a, a nice little bow for our, our topic matter today, um, the best part of my healing journey are the people, the women that God brought into my life that I could call friends, especially. Um, and you know, some have come and some have gone. Um, but I do, I do have, I have one, I, I call her a soulmate. Um, we, we connect, um, on a very deep level and it's, it's kind of sad when you look at the world that there's a lot of people out there that don't even have a soulmate or a friend or a girlfriend to talk, talk, talk with. And I, you know, and we, we talked, uh, extensively about that. Um, there seems to be, just a general sense of that you can't be friends, you know, but we're all in it, we're all in it together. It does it, you know, especially as believers, especially as followers. Um, we, we need that, that it, it's in the scripture that we should all be together, um, you know, corporately, as well as, you know, if you have your, your circle, circles of friends. Um, so those, those pieces were very integral into my healing process too. And I also incorporate I'm getting people to think about where they're at and, you know, talking with, with a girlfriend or trusting somebody so they can go through it together with somebody. So. Uh Oh, you're on mute. (laughs) You're muted. Okay. I love that answer because two is always better than one. Right. Right. You know, it's better to have somebody that can help you support you They'll correct you if that's what you need or inspect you if that's what you need, but whatever it is, it's, it's important. Uh, so the biggest thing I want to ask you is, what are 
to you, what are like some of the main, like three or four of the main reasons why women either don't get along or believe they can't get along or just believe they can't be friends? Not real friends, not true. I mean, you know what, you guys, let me say this before we really get started. Let's just act like we got our makeup off. We just had a pajama party and we just landed out there and being for real. You know, not, not that we've already been where we are now that we can get along because uh, nobody else here, I know I can admit, like, I didn't even want to have nothing to do with women it's, or ladies or girls when I was in school. Nothing at all, not for real. Like, all my friends were guys and we, we were truly just friends, right? They were all just guys and we were really friends. They were cool. Wasn't none of that messy stuff that talking about each other behind each other, no jealousy going on, none of that going on. So let's talk from that perspective, okay? Yep. So let's be real. Are we yes. cool? All right, okay. All right. So what's your top three or four reasons why we really think we can't get along? Well, we think we can't get along. Um, number one, it's the stories in our head. Stories in our head. We always create a story around people. You know, you get, you get that first impression on somebody, whether it's true or not, there's a story in our head. Um, uh, that, that's, that's kind of where I bounce off of on the whole why we can't be friends or why girls can't have friends. Yeah. Is there a lot, there's a lot of that dynamic going on. Yeah. Um, what ties into that is experience. You know, whether it's family or just being out in the world experience. Um, a lot of it, I think, is insecurity, too, on the person that has a, you know, that story in their head about somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we could go down the judgmental piece, too, on that. Insecurity, judgmental, um, story in your head. Uh, that, that, to me, is the crux of the whole thing, is what's in your head. Um, you know, and then I, I flip it and I always flip it towards Jesus. You know, how does, G, did Jesus, was he specific on who he loved? No. <laughs> um, and it, it, you know, uh, we, yes, we are human and we all get judgmental or whatever's going on, but um, uh, we really as followers should be loving each other and we shouldn't be offended and all of that. I mean, that's another story that could be another being offended, be offended by somebody taking, you know, emails, texts, how, how often do we take it the wrong way? Um, you lose that communication. Communication would be a piece as to why maybe women can't be friends. There, there's a communication gap or I, I also think, and I'm adding to that too, um, that maybe people have walls up and don't want to be real. So there's, there's a lot going on with all of that. But to me, I get down to the basis of there's a story in your head about somebody else. Because I, I, for me, I can be friends with most people. I, it does, it doesn't, and whether they're male or female, but especially women. But us women, we're, we're catty. <laughs> oh, you got you muted again. You're muted. <laughs> so was there ever a time where you couldn't get along with, with the girls or you felt maybe, no, this, this is not for me? Oh, I, there, there have been bumps and lumps. You know, high school, let's start high school. You know, oh my gosh, high school. Um, I, w I was a tomboy. So, you know, and most of my friends growing up were boys. Um, and uh, so I didn't get the drama, but you know, a lot of the girls around me were, were, were drama. Um, I, sometimes, I sometimes see it in personal different personalities, even in the adult world, adult world now. Um, 
yeah, it's it it rears its ugly head here and there with different different women sure. of um, of where they're at and then how they show up in the world. Sure. Well, I totally agree with the whole stories in your head. You know, and uh, how we form those stories in our head is what we it come from, what we experience, and what we hear, what we see. If, if our moms get along with other ladies, if other ladies are coming over, if she has those deep relationships. Even as kids, you can tell if, if your parents have a deep relationship with somebody or if it's just like a surface thing. Because, you know, kids can tell if you're being fake or not. And they'll tell you, especially teenagers, they'll let you know. They'll let you have it in a minute, you know. So so I'm one of those girls that was straight up like I didn't really want to have nothing to do with other girls because they were messy. They always talking about somebody or somebody was jealous of this person. But you know what brought me healing uh, was I got to the place where the bottom line of it was my own self-hatred, how I felt about myself. Because how you see yourself is how you see other people. Or you can flip that around. How you see other people is how you see yourself. And so uh, in my journey of my healing process, when I, when I was more healed, but not all the way from that, uh, I used to be a parent aid. So I, would, I had teenagers around me all the time. So I took this teenager out to lunch one day, and she was a really big-sized girl, hefty. And so uh, we were sitting down, and we were, I remember we were in Wendy's in uh, Raytown, and this other big girl came in, and she's like, oh, she is so big. She don't need to be buying this and buying that. And so I just kind of chuckled, and I said, that's funny that you would say that, because what you see in her is exactly what you see in you, and that's why you feel the way you do. And so that was, that was uh, one of my wake-up calls, like, you know what, that is, uh, that is so true. And it, it still flips all the way to the way you treat yourself is the way other people would treat you. And that's how you teach other people how to treat you. But it all does stem from like, what do we believe in our heads about ourselves? And so it's so important to program or reprogram or retrain our brain. That's what, that's what uh, my thing with my clients I always say, hey, you got to retrain your brain. You got to retrain your thinking because your thinking is thinking right now. So anytime you say somebody coulda, shoulda, woulda, it's like, you need to change that. And, and then, uh, so I had to do that for me first before I even noticed, you know, that I could get along. But what really tipped it off for me is as, cause I was grown, you know, when I really found out about me, I really got to get to know a lot about me and how I felt about this, that, and everything else is a girlfriend came over my house. I was in church and everything, y'all. A girlfriend came over my house and I'm looking at my front door because I remember she was getting ready to leave and I had just met her. But even though I had met her, she wanted me to watch her kids while she went out of town for a couple of days. So of course I did that. You know, we watched the kids and I thought it was strange. I was like, oh, she must be easy to, you know, trust people pretty easily. But it wasn't that. It's that her husband worked for my husband. So they trusted each other. So look at that. The men, they don't got no problem trusting easily. But us women, like we have every problem in the world. Not her, but it was me. So when she walked out the door, she's like, we should go have tea sometime. Well, my first response was, I don't drink tea. <laughs> I didn't get the clue, right? I didn't get the hint. Like, it wasn't about drinking tea. <laughs> but I didn't know that at the time. So, you know, she, she left and I told my husband, I was like, why she want to drink tea with me? Like, I don't even know her. I don't... <laughs> I'm not trying to get to know her, you know, all that. And he's like, honey, it's not about the tea. It's just about the, the friendship, the relationship. 
<laughs> and I said, man, I didn't know that. Because I had done that a couple of times before in my life. People were like, hey, we should go out for tea. We should be meet for coffee. Well, I didn't drink tea or coffee. So my response was always, I don't drink tea. I don't drink coffee. Like, <laughs> I see y'all laughing at me. But, <laughs> but it's so true. Like, I have to be transparent here. Like, I just didn't want to have nothing to do with them because I didn't want nobody getting too close to me. So then they can really see, like, all my junk, right? I was looking good on the outside, y'all. Well, I thought I was looking good. But on the inside, that side of me was a mess. The relationship, that was a mess. And this is why I was grown and had kids. So I know we have these problems as adults. What do we expect from these teenagers? They got problems too, right? Let's just be honest. So, Doc, what are yep. some signs in our body where we can tell... You know, because you, you had mentioned you had like a, a chronic illness, right? Uh -huh. So yes. What, yes. what was it that the doctors call that? Um, if you were to label it, it would be fibromyalgia. Okay, great. Yep. Now, are there some other things that, uh, some other illnesses that we can get from this habit, holding that stuff inside those grudges, that self-hatred, that, you know, self-doubt? I mean, you just doubt everything about yourself. Um, in particular, um, you know, there's, there's a list, but um, anger, uh, they're finding an attachment to liver cancer. Mm -hmm. um, stress in general, just, uh, you know, gastritis or acid reflux or stomach aches. Um, chronic fatigue is a biggie. High blood pressure is a biggie. You know, go down the list. Um, basically, uh, actually, I follow, I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Caroline Leaf. Um, she's a neuroscientist. She, she's also a, a follower of Jesus. And she um, actually, uh, probably about a month, month or two ago, had made a statement that 70 to 90% of our illnesses and diseases are from the way we think. And you're like, I knew that. But, you know, it's nice to hear somebody in that research realm say that. Exactly. So, yes, um, I mean, you can, you can make a checklist of basically other than getting a cold, um, or, or getting the flu. Uh, most illnesses are from how we think and, and what's going on on the inside. That's right. And uh, I'm glad you said that because when, you know, when I was doing Christian counseling only, you know, that was, those were basically the answers. It's like how we think, which affects how we feel about ourselves. So basically, you know, how we feel because well, the way we feel about us, it emits a vibe, a vibration from us. And so those vibes that we put out there, that's why I say, I know like, this is like who you attract. So if you don't really love yourself, I mean, love yourself to the core, because that's what I had to learn how to do, you know, love even the ugly parts of me, even the dark parts of me, like in Song of Solomon, you know, where she said, I'm dark, but I'm lovely. You know, we have to start seeing ourselves the way that the Lord sees us. We have to believe the things that he says about us. And then we got to start confessing that. You know, we got to start declaring it because he had said, if you defeat a thing, it shall be so. So I had to start believing that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. No matter what I did, no matter what I said, because, because <laughs> even though I was like truly a mess, you got, well, especially in that area, you know, but I was organized and focused. So, you know, I was good professionally and all this stuff, but like in our relationships. And so sometimes we got to admit, like, we are just a mess. And, you know, it shows up, our bodies feel it. And like, I used to really be stressed out at that time and I didn't know it. But every time my whole right side of my body would hurt, I was like, I knew I wasn't having a stroke, but, but uh, my body was like trying to tell me like, something's wrong, you gotta get this out. 
you know, all this, this, this hatred, you got to get it out. And so then I was like, but so who am I hating? And so it wasn't always other people. And it wasn't about like, cause you cannot control what other people do, what right. they say, what they think or how they feel. So when I got to the point where I kind of just didn't care, that really helped me a lot. Cause I didn't care what other people thought. I didn't care what they said, but I took it to the extreme. Cause I was, a, I, I'm a straight and extreme girl. Like either you really hot or you really cold. Like I don't like the lukewarm stuff. So, so I took it kind of to the extreme, but so when I got to the point where I love myself, then right. I took that to the total extreme to the point like people couldn't stand it. They're like, you always owe 10. Can you just bring it down a notch? And I was like, I'm not bringing my stuff down because yeah. you don't, you ain't up to 10. If you ain't up to, you gonna get left behind. Cause I'm staying at 10 cause this is where I win. I win, I win, I win. Like the, he said, I got victory in every area. I got victory. It may not feel like it, but I'm gonna say it until it happens. And so when I, that this song is not like a Christian song, something about um win, win. Uh, I, one of y'all probably heard it before. Something, I, I win, win, win. Something. I was like, I like that part. But then when Snoop Dogg comes on and starts talking, like, I don't like that part. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's, you know, and that's when my illness started to turn around. I took a Bible study that was on who we are, what our value is in Christ. We're kids of the King. Why are we walking around defeated? Like you say, victory. Why are we walking around defeated? Well, I, I'm, I'm a, a princess in the kingdom. Our, we have the power on earth because of Jesus, you know, that he hasn't, we, we, he sent to us in the scripture that we'll, we'll be able to do more than he did on the earth. And you're like, you know, so why am I whining and boohoo? I don't feel good or whatever's going on on the inside. You know, when you think about that, it is living in victory. When you live in victory, nothing's going to hurt you. Right. Well, God's protecting us anyway. So, you know, but yeah, it is total mindset. And then you were talking about, you know, there is a vibration or an energy that you send out. That is true. A lot of people think that's, in my family, we call the new agey stuff woo-woo. You know, a lot of people think it's woo-woo. <laughs> I could see Kathy laughing there. But um, it is true. We are, we are energy beings with skin on. Um, and... I mean, how many of us have walked into a room and you can kind of pick out the person that's just going to drag everything down? It's, it's a quote unquote energy piece, you know, and, and people sense that in you when you show up. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, we're fearfully and wonderfully made and we're victorious in that. Amy, I totally agree. So uh, now what are some of the steps that you had to take to get to that point where you were like, Okay, so now I noticed this is this is not good, and so this is what I need to do. What are some practical things that we can do to get to that place of of healing, healing. of uh, physical healing? Or, um, mm -hmm. well, uh, it took it took me, you know, from from a pain standpoint. You know, do doctors always have this one to ten scale. And just to kind of give you uh, a foundation of where I was coming from, I was between a six and an eight all the time. Um, and it took me a good two years to get down to about a four or a five. And what that was, was I changed my diet was the biggest thing. Um, the doctor that I went to was a chiropractor and she was a specialist in functional medicine. So that was her approach. Um, so she did a food allergy test and I was allergic to 39 different foods. 
So of course I couldn't have 39 different foods. And then I cleaned up my diet. So it was called an elimination diet. So that meant no beef, no citrus, no peanuts, no dairy, no gluten. Um, the joke is, you know, I was on a no life diet, which was chicken, lettuce, and water. I lost 35 pounds in two months. Wow. <laughs> wow. And um, it took me two years to feel a little bit better. Um, there was supplementation that she gave me and it was the thing I like to stress with people, I wish I could give a, you know, an easy recipe. Um, but because we're all individuals, if you had the same symptoms, it would look totally different because of the way you're made compared to the way I'm made. Mm -hmm. But in generalities, you know, diet, diet, diet is the, um, and I shouldn't even say diet, lifestyle change would be the best. Um, lifestyle change would be nutritionally, you know, fresh, raw, fruits and veggies. Um, now, if you're going to be extreme, like I, some people tell me I'm extreme because I, I like, I do the organic grass-fed meats. Um, and if we do do dairy, which we don't do often, we'll do that. But just sensible, you know, healthy eating, exercise, sleep. Um, so yeah, basically, and I'm, and I'm sidetracking myself from the question, but the first two years was really uh, intensive. Um, in addition to that, I did work with other professionals, um, as far as I work with a psychologist who did pain management stuff. So like you had touched on earlier, the stinking thinking was his, you know, some of his catchphrases when we're thinking bad about ourselves, we call it stinking thinking. And then one thing I've always held to, which, you know, I held to on the outside, but was dying on the inside was the, I will never shoulda, woulda, or coulda on myself. And when you really think about that, that's all a self, you know, oh, I should have done this. When you should on yourself, you know, you're beating yourself up. Or maybe I would have done that. You circle back around. I'm beating up on myself, you know, that kind of thing. So those types of mental um, things. He also reminded me, you wake up every morning and you thank God for, your, you know, the next day and that God's in control and he's here and, you know, those types of sim simple things. So, yeah, I like that. That's good. Good stuff. I know. Um, even the diet part, what I learned from that was when we start to love ourselves, that's what that's really about. Because when you, especially if you give your life to Christ, you know that you are not your own, right? Your body is <clears throat> meant to be a temple. <clears throat> I'm sorry. See, that's why I put it on you. <clears throat> yes. Yes, that's, I mean, okay. that's, that's the biggest piece. There yeah. You so when you know you're a temple of the Holy Ghost and this is not yours, right? You want him to really dwell in this place and come and consume you, you know, like that consuming fire, God. When I think about that, like I get excited. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So, but so when you really want him to consume, you're just like, okay, so this is not mine. I got to do my part so you can want to be with me and you can want to speak through me and you can want to think through me. And so like, you're like, give me your thoughts, you know, give me words of wisdom, words of kindness, you know, tell me who to be with. I'm go ahead and order my steps, you know, because when you decide I'm going to love me no matter what, I think that was kind of my turning point where I got to like, no matter what, I'm going to do this, whether anybody else supports me, anybody else is there or not, right. like, because I noticed like my life is not mine. Somebody else gave up their life while well, I was deep in sin, doing any and everything I wanted to do. And I mean any and everything I wanted to do, like 
I really had some kind of control. You know, I was like really drinking all the time, but nobody knew, right? So I was a closet drinker. Nobody knew that. But my mom told me one day, she's like, you're the worst kind of alcoholic ever. And so now I don't drink at all. Stacy, my friend, is on here. What's up, Shaq? And so she'll, she'll tell you, like, we'll go out. Like, they'll have drinks and stuff. Even my husband, like, but I don't drink. I just don't have that desire no more because I felt like I was playing on God. You know, like, he is my husband. You know, the Bible says he's Aishi, right? He's my husband, man. Like, he is the one that made me, that created me, that's going to hold me, that's going to keep me, that's going to protect me, that's going to take care of me. So why would I want to do him like that? Why would I want to keep killing and hurting his heart? And so that's why... I always say I try to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to take care of my body. So even if we get that different lifestyle, like Kathy said, it, you know, that's really all about still loving us. And when we start loving ourselves, we can love other people. We can see the good in other people. Even if you see somebody is doing something wrong, so what? You see the good part, you know, and you pray for the bad part. You pray for the part you think, oh, this is not right. Maybe they shouldn't be doing this. They shouldn't be doing that. But, you know, when you really look at it and you think about what you've done and where you come from, you're like, well, <laughs> I wasn't always Peachy King either, and I'm still not always Peachy King, you know? And so maybe we're not doing those big outward things that we were doing before, you know? But even that thinking is, is like, mm, we know this is not lining up with the word. I need to tear down these strongholds. Mom, it's, it's all a journey. We're still on a journey. And he mm -hmm. never promised that life would be a cakewalk, though it would be nice. And it would be nice to have cake once in a while, which we do. But, you know, how do we grow? How do we grow? We don't grow when we're comfortable and content, do we? Or I should say when we're comfortable, we can be content in everything, whether it's up or down. And, you know, if you truly understand who you are. Um, but, yeah, how do, we, how do we grow? It's the bumps and lumps of life is where we grow. Yeah, true as that. So I want to hear from some of you guys. Tell me, have you ever experienced a time where you felt like you couldn't really get along with another female or you couldn't be friends with them? And tell me why. Okay, everybody, don't speak at once. <laughs> um, first of all, I'd like to thank you guys for doing this. I saw as soon as I saw the topic that Tracy posted, it was phenomenal for me because um, when people say girls don't get along, and the, just like uh, when Tracy, you were talking about like the cat fight, backbiting kind of thing that ladies do. Oh my gosh, she's fat. Oh my gosh, she's ugly. Oh my gosh, I'm cuter than she is. All this stuff. I'm always like, what, what does that accomplish? When we cut someone else down, does that make us feel better? And Tracy, you've known me for so many years now that my favorite word with networking is edification. The art of lifting up another. Think what would happen if we would be on an edification movement and actually turn everything into a positive instead of saying, oh my gosh, she's this, you'd be able to say, I see the good in her because she has a, an actual attribute and that would be the part that I would focus on. And just like with you, Dr. Laura, when you were talking about some of the things that ladies do to each other, it's like, oh my gosh, what did that accomplish? And I do think you're right that, that everybody needs a soul tie and a soul sister, a soul connection and somebody that they can actually trust. I really think that's a big deal. You guys are doing great today. Thank you, Kathy. We appreciate your input. Anybody else? If okay, I make so if I may comment again, yes. <laughs> um, talking about the soul tie piece 
and I don't know, you know, maybe you can tell me what your take is, Tracy. I think we kind of touched on it before, but um, the soul tie piece, maybe for definition, um, is is just really, I mean, I have a soul tie with my husband, of course, but I also have a soul tie with my friend, and it's different, of course, but it's um, it's really, it's at a level where you just trust each other. You've got each other's back. You don't even know. Uh, I mean, you, you, you know, I should say, you don't even know, you, you know what the other person needs generally, mm -hmm. and there's it's safety, it's trust, it's, it's security, um, you know, those types of things. And that, that seems to be very, very lacking. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you, you, you kind of talked a little bit, people that are married nowadays is kind of in some respects, um, either being married is unusual or being married for a long time or, you know, the two of them together is unusual. You also see that with friendships. There's not a lot, there's people that a lot of people know, but you don't see the real closeness. And that even, I, I guess when we were all growing up, I mean, I did have a best friend, but you don't see that anymore as adults. Yeah, it is hard to find, uh, I guess, what we call truly friend friends. Uh, but still, to me, it still all comes back to love. And, you know, we definitely are at a time where we got to notice that we got to love one another. We got to love one another. You don't have to love what people do or how they are or how they look. That has nothing to do with, like, who they are. I think when we get to the root of uh, just seeing people the way that God sees them, then that's when we notice, you know, I can find something positive in everybody. I can find something positive in every situation. And I don't have to focus on the negative because if you focus on the negative, I will tell you, it will bring the negative to you. You don't have to worry about it, searching for it. If you, if you're a person that negative things happen to you over and over or negative situations or people or relationships come to you back to back, that is speaking to you. I'm just, I'm not talking about you. I'm telling you what I have experienced in my life. So if you, if you get a dude and the dude ain't no good and you get the next dude and he ain't no good, it's not the dudes, it's you. It's just like people get married over and over and over. It's like, no, it's not, it's not them. It's you, bro. You know, it's you, sis. <laughs> and so we got to start taking a hard look at like who we are and what is it that we love or we don't love about ourselves and admit it. I mean, it, it's a practical thing to do. Just like you sit down with a piece of paper and you put down the pros, the, the likes and dislikes about your own self. And when you start looking at the things on that list that say what you don't like about yourself and you notice there's a person that you don't like or you don't get along with or they just kind of rub you the wrong way, then I'll tell you what, they probably got the same things on your list that you don't like about yourself. Just try it and see. Just try it. I'm telling you. I know it's true. But I also know this too, that you know God allows people to come in our life to rub against us like sand so we can get smooth. So we can start to really love, so we can have patience and kindness, and so that we can think on things that are pure and just and lovely and a good report, things that are excellent and praiseworthy, right? Things that we would just find out saying, man, I never thought I would be saying this about this person. I never thought I would be friends with, I never thought I'd actually go out with this person. Or for me, I was straight up like, I never thought I was going out to tea or to lunch or to coffee with, a, <laughs> with another lady. <laughs> I'm just being real you guys like that was me but when I found out shoot it's not damn Tracy it's you then I just I, I saw all my insecurities 
So I would encourage you to take your, find the things about you that you're not secure about, you know, especially if you feel like you're a person that you just got to be around other people all the time. Come on, something wrong. That you, there should be a time that you enjoy being just you by yourself. You know, I'm not saying enjoy being lonely because we're never alone, but sometimes, you know, there's not another physical person right there. But when you have that relationship with God, and I think all women need to have that before they actually get married to a man, is you got to have that one-on-one time with Papa so you can just, yeah, you can learn what a man needs to treat you like, and you can learn what a lady needs to, and you can learn what you deserve. Actually, that I mean, that's how I feel like these are the type of relationships I deserve. So that then that brought me to the place where this is how I deserve to treat myself, and this is how I deserve to look at me and think about me. So I tell my clients, I have them do this exercise all the time. I uh, I created this thing on YouTube. You know, all these I am statements. I am this. I am that. I'm this. You know, I'm beautiful. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Just all the good things, right? I have favor with the Lord and all that. I said, have your kids listen to this over and over. And so first time it was kind of an experiment. But when it worked on this little girl after a couple of days, I got to be honest, I was shocked. I was like, God, what just happened? Like this stuff really worked. So then I just, I did from there, I just began to flow with that whole thing. Like this is real. And what we call the, the woozy stuff, like you were talking about the woo woo stuff. I'm like, this is real. Cause it's sending out that vibe. Like when I went in the house, like I, I noticed the atmosphere was totally different. Now, this was a young lady that the school used to call her mama every single day to pick her up every single day. So I was like, if this worked on her, I know it can work on grown folks. So, yeah. Wow. Well, and, yeah. and you know, I had an exercise that I did when I was um, on my healing journey that one of the uh, counselors I worked with, I would look in the mirror and I would basically well, I, and because it was Christian based, I would speak the scripture as I was looking in the mirror. Because of course, the eyes are the window of the soul. Yes, and, it, and it was it was life changing to look in the mirror and say, God loves you. You know, I mean, God loves you to a person like you were talking about on the inside when we, we don't love ourselves. It, it's life changing. And that's just a simple, it's, it's life changing. Yeah. Hey, Tracy, honey, I wanted to say something. Hi, everybody. Hey, I thank you so much for doing this. I just, I want to say that um, I love women, all women. I think we're beautiful. I always look to women for tips on, you know, how to, how to do hair, how to, how to be in the world. And I just want to say that I want to be the kind of, of woman that, that helps straighten another one's crown without telling the whole world that it was crooked and without stealing the jewels from it, you know? And I think it's so important that we as women lift each other up and, and what you guys were saying earlier about cutting another person down says more about you than it does that person. It really does. And I just, I just want to thank you again for, for doing this and, and shedding light on a topic that not a lot of women get to discuss openly. Right. Mm -hmm. And right. yeah. So. Thank you, Shaq. I mean, yeah. Stacey, that's her real name, Stacey. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bye, go by Shaq. Yeah. She's my sister from another mister. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I know this topic is something that you have 
to be to get real with it, you got to be vulnerable. You know, you got to be willing to like look at those deep places. So even after we get done today, you know, I still want to encourage you guys to keep looking at yourselves and saying, hey, you know, <clears throat> is there anything in me, anything about me that I don't like that I'm not satisfied with? And make sure you're not too hard on yourself. That was the other thing about me is like, I was like super hard on myself. So mm -hmm. I had to wonder like, okay, so where did this come from? And I know this is where it came from, but you know what? No matter where it comes from, you forgive that person or you forgive, you know, yourself in that situation and you move on, you move forward. Because when you don't forgive, this is how I explain what happens. It's kind of like being in court. So in court, you got the judge. Okay, so say I'm the judge. And then you got the prosecutor on one side and the uh, defendant people on the other side, right? And so then, so the judge makes a decision and they send the, the person out, they, they give them their sentence and they send them out the courtroom. And so if you're still in there and in your mind, because you know, sometimes things happen at work and we're thinking about it 10 days later, or we're talking to ourselves in the car. I should have said this. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, if I had a chance again, I would do this. I would do that. Then you know what? You're still in the courtroom. So if you're still in the courtroom, the judge is too. And you are going to get judged for that same thing, only worse. So it's just best to kind of say, hey, you know what? And I know forgiveness is a hard thing to do sometimes, especially when somebody's like really close to you or you thought you were close or somebody really betrayed you or they cheated, you know, they cheated you out of money or they cheated you out of whatever. I know that can be really hard, but the Lord looks at our effort. You know, he looks at our heart. You know, I really want to forgive them. Show me how. This is not easy. Like, I, I don't know. You, sometimes you just be real like, shoot, I don't know, know if I want to forgive him. You know, but then when you get to the point where you can forgive them, you get to walk out the courtroom. But even though you walk out of the courtroom, there are times when you got to forgive yourself, right? I mean, let's just be real. I see some heads nodding. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. I know I'm not by myself. Nope. <laughs> you got to take that so, power back, right? Yes. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yes. Because you give away your power when you. You give another person or another thought, another ideal power over your yourself, your emotions, and, and your behaviors. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And, and by the way, Stacey is in the uh, mental health uh, field as well. I just want y'all to know. Yep. Solo awesome. social worker. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kathy yep. said, yes, take that power back. I love That's that. Right. We have that Jonathan's power on the inside of us, right, guys? Well, and eventually it's going to catch up for me. You know, of course, I'm coming at it from a little different angle, but it's going to catch up with your health. Eventually no, it will. You're you know, absolutely as, right. As much as we can deny it, it's going to. You know, that's yeah. how it's designed. All it, it all connects together. So, you know, the mind connects with everything. So that's right. We get that pain in our body, you know, and uh, I don't know why it's, it's kind of, what am I doing? Yeah. So we get those, these little pains in our body a lot of times or, it's hard for us to walk, you know, we, we can't feel different things, you know, and all kind of stuff starts happening, you know. So, yeah, and then, you know, and those are just the physical things, you know. So then we get to the place where we just start eating any kind of way. We build these bad habits of, you know, I'm just going to shop a lot. Then we get bad credit, you know, because we were shopping before we even have our money. We're just spending it, right? And so then we, we fall into that habit, you know. And, you know, for women, a lot of times we internalize a lot of things, right? Like I know for me, maybe not y'all, but for me, I internalize stuff 
One thing, one incident I internalized for over 25 years, and that's horrible. And that's why I want to encourage you guys. Ooh, I like Thank you for joining us for another episode of Inspiring Hope, sponsored through Self Care Tracy. If you need something that is going to biohack your body and help you get rid of oxidative stress, you can go to www.selfcaretracy with an I one the number one dot lifevantage.com. That's Self Care Tracy one the number one dot dot lifevantage.com mm-hmm.